Hey everybody, welcome back. I am pretty pumped for today. I mean, I think I always say that, which is a good sign. I think that I'm in a, the right space doing the right thing because it pumps me up and it kind of is a really good segue into today's episode topic, which is all about honoring yourself. Uh, again, that theme of relationship with self and what that looks like in terms of listening to what you are after and then yeah, respecting that and backing yourself, that whole kind of combination of things that put you into deeper relationship with yourself. I have been diving a little bit deeper where I have the time to connect with myself, working on connecting with my intuition, getting a little bit deeper into the spiritual side of things. But I think if, you know, that's not your jam, it's neither here nor there because you don't have to go into some sort of deep spiritual whatever vortex, I don't know, whatever. And I don't particularly think that I do. Um, well, I think that I do actually, but for me, it feels so sort of layman and common and it doesn't feel uh, especially woo-woo, even though it feels very deep and connected. And so I hope that somehow that this podcast and these things that I'm sharing allows you to also have that really deep connection with yourself. And to me, that deep connection with myself is a spiritual connection. And whatever that looks like or feels like for you. But yeah, to, to allow you to have that depth without maybe labels or specific rituals or with, because I also do a lot of, I mean, I do definitely do a lot of maybe uh, let's call them esoteric things in and amongst my daily stuff. So getting back into that relationship with yourself and honoring yourself. I had a situation and I think, I mean, I say I had a situation, I'm constantly and I, we are constantly presented with opportunities to choose ourselves, to back ourselves, to listen to ourselves, to ask ourselves what we want. I think that's the first step that we actually don't even realize. It's like, how can you even begin to honor yourself when you haven't even asked yourself what it is that you really want? And then let's pair that with meditation and journaling in terms of being able to figure that out. Um, that has always been obviously my means of communication. And I think it gives you that, that basis. I, I'm going to have to find this quote at some stage and share it. I was going through my notes earlier today on my phone because I was looking for like a really random note. And I found this um, quote that was about the stillness and, and how you actually find, ah, here we go. A quiet mind is able to hear intuition over fear. So obviously that speaks to fear, but a quiet mind is able to hear intuition. And to me, intuition again is what it is, like what is your core truth? What do you know to be true? What do you what do you need? What do you all of that stuff? And and you know, replace fear. It doesn't have to be fear, but with anything else, with any of that other noise. So that's why I think the practice of, of meditation and for me, journaling, even though it's active and there's, you know, a lot of words, for me it is also a method of 
getting quiet. I did a journaling workshop last week and that was one of the things that came up. And one of the things I've talked about before in the past here on this podcast is that journaling is a way to that you can like let we carry so much stuff in our mind. It can You can let so much of that out and you're actually creating a lot of space in your head and your heart for your own voice and truth to come out. So like I said, I think we're constantly being um, presented with opportunities to ask ourselves or to listen or to, to back ourselves. But this particular thing came up where I was, you know, given a choice to do something or to not do it. And I had an immediate gut reaction, like immediate gut reaction. And just while I'm on a quote spree, I posted on Instagram today, I shared a quote from this new account that I've, it's not a new account, but it's a new account to me and I'm obsessed by it, at led by source, phenomenal. And um, the quote was, gut feelings are like messages from our future self. That is why they only make sense after we follow them, not before. Now, I absolutely like that really hit home for me, but I think um, in the moment, they don't necessarily have to make sense, but they're like a loud and clear message. And so my gut immediately was like, I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't do this. Like it was clear. Then, then everything else came flooding in, right? All of the, oh, but what are other people going to think? How is this going to look? How is this? So like this instant sort of betrayal of self, even though I'm not saying you don't take into consideration what other people think or feel. I think that's really important. Obviously, um, we live in relationship and community with other people and we shouldn't be dismissive of that. But I think that we have to be the most important, you know, vetoing power when it comes to a decision. You know, how if I if I'm if if you are in any way rejecting yourself, then no good can come of your decision. So there's nothing wrong with saying, okay, this is what I'm being called to do. Now I can think of the fallout or the reaction of other people or other things. And now I can figure out how best to honor myself and respect or whatever, all these other people. And you know what? There may be a situation where like, as long, you know, you're not necessarily doing harm, but you may let someone else down. You may disappoint other people that sucks for them, for you even, but you have to believe that honoring yourself is the most important thing. And that long-term it's best, it's the best thing for everyone in every situation. And I absolutely fundamentally believe that to be certain. There's very few things I can say I have no doubt about. And that is something that I, I truly have no doubt about. I mean, putting that into full practice all of the time, not as easy, even though I know that to be true, because, you know, I, it's not that I don't know it to be true when I decide against it, it's that I'm not willing in that moment to deal with the consequences of backing myself. And there can be, it's not all sunshine and lollipops when you are, you know, in this relationship with yourself or in this, in alignment, alignment doesn't mean that you're on like the smooth sailing path. Sometimes alignment is going to be like, you're going down fucking rocky, you know, rivers (laughs) trying to stick with a metaphor here. And, um, that's okay. Uh, I think that the, you can find peace in chaos Uh, with trust, 
one thing that has been coming up for me a lot when I've been journaling, just trust or suffer, trust or suffer. And suffering and struggling is different. Suffering and pain is different, in my opinion. Um, And so I'm constantly being presented with the uh, guidance that I should, that I can, that I can trust, that I can trust myself, that I can trust the general whatever is going on in the world. I can, I can trust that everything is going to be okay. Or I can suffer in fear and anxiety and wondering and overanalyzing. And um, again, trust doesn't mean that I just sit back and let everything happen. I'm actively a part of things. I doesn't mean that trusting means that I'm like laddie dying through it. Absolutely not. There's definitely struggle and there's definitely heartache and pain and stuff that comes with it. But it's it's a hell of a lot easier. Um, I just had this sort of like vision of, you know, doing some sort of tough mutter, which is my nightmare. But basically, you know, it you're doing it and there's the option of sort of do, going alone with weights on your ankles or you're going and you're with that team that's like, you know, cheering you along and that's helping you out and that's giving you a hand up when you really need a hand up, but you're still in the mud and, and, and you know, you're still going through it. Um, yeah, I don't know. That was just <laughs> a sidebar of the way that we can shift our perspective. So getting back to this whole decision-making process. So I found myself immediately falling into the whole, what are other people going to think? I don't want to let people down. I don't want to miss out on things. I don't want to not be a part of something. Blah, 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 blah. Not blah, blah, blah. That was the whole thing. And I just had to catch myself and say like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's the most important thing here? Like to be accepted by other people or to be accepted by yourself. And if you have to reject yourself in order to be accepted by other people, are those even the people or the and I'm, I'm, I'm saying people, but I mean like just situations or whatever. Is that really something that you want to be a part of? And to me, the answer was an obvious no. Again, did not make the decision that much easier right away. It wasn't as simple as being like, oh, right, I'm going to choose myself, obviously. It was really, really hard. And I had to sort of do some um, some tapping and some some visualizations of sort of just letting that go. And being okay with it because when you've spent a lot of time sort of people pleasing and wanting to be a part of things and, you know, having dealt with rejection in the past or whatever, you can very easily hold on to that. And it's very real. And it's not as simple as just saying, I'm going to choose myself in this situation and that's going to feel great. It is a practice and something that we have to do over and over and over again. But what I know for sure as well, again, is that And if you are rejecting yourself to be accepted by someone else, you're never going to feel fully accepted because you've rejected yourself and that is going to linger. And then you're going to look for rejection outside of yourself to validate that feeling that comes from you having rejected yourself. So I sat with that, had a chat with my husband about it. And he said sort of like, why don't you just leave it? And, you know, Leave it and wait a couple days and pro- maybe the decision will be made for you. And that felt like a really good out. 
that felt like a really good way where I could have the thing that I felt like was right, but also not have to make the decision and not have to speak up and voice and, and, you know, stand out or present myself as myself for fear of rejection. There isn't any, also just to preface, like there's no reason that I actually had to believe that me speaking my truth would result in rejection um, based on like the character of the situation or the people involved. This was purely based on my own, just like primal embedded, um, you know, you decade long relationship with a fear of rejection. And it was very, very tempting. It was very, very tempting to uh, take that as a third option of neither nor. And I sat with it, to be honest, for about 10 seconds before I said, no, I actually really feel like I want to make this decision and because it's what I feel like is the right thing to do and to honor that by actually verbalizing it and saying it and, um, and making the choice. I want to back myself and I want to give myself the opportunity to see that that is supported externally or not. And then, then that's fine. And that nothing terrible is going to happen. Like I need to give myself and you need to give yourself opportunities to find out what's on the other side of let's call it fear. Um, so often we project to what we imagine is going to happen, what we think that person is going to say or do, or what we think an outcome of something is going to be. And then we take the easy route and then we're never able to find out to affirm one way or another. So like we have to build these muscles, right? Of self-trust, of being in a relationship with ourselves, of like when we have spent a lifetime, whatever life span that is for you, whether it's, you know, two decades or, or whenever. I mean, I don't think we reject ourselves initially. I think that we really honor ourselves. And I, I'm, I'll be interested to watch my son as he grows up to sort of watch, hopefully with my support and guidance, maybe that will never happen. But, you know, when it is that we start to betray ourselves, when it is that we start to second guess ourselves and doubt ourselves. And I imagine, I guess that would be different for everyone based on their life and their experiences and the kind of support systems that they had in place. And, and I mean, they could have had great support systems and just the sort of experiences that we've had. But I think that we are encouraged um, through no specific malice from a very early age to uh, join a group think or do what someone else wants to do and to people please. And again, that's something that I'm I really try to mitigate when I'm trying to get my two-year-old to do something that I want him to do or do something that needs to be done, uh, at, but also not squash his independence already or sense of self or sense of what he wants to do. Uh, but then at the same time, you know, sort of teaching him that we are a family unit and that we need to have compromise and we need to also, I'm the grown up, and 
uh, you know, we can't have cookies for dinner every night. I digress. So let's dive back into that idea of building up that muscle. So we have to be willing to back ourselves and get it wrong, to listen to ourselves and not fully understand, but to get back in and try again and try again and try again. The same way that we do with other people, the same way we give other people chances. Um, Because if we've not been in a good relationship with ourselves, when we've not been in good communication with ourselves, we may not fully understand the messages that are coming through or the intuition um, that is (laughs) being offered up to us. And I think we have to be willing to get it wrong and not draw a hard line in the sand and say, oh, that was wrong. Maybe it was just my interpretation of it. Maybe like I got the message that something here doesn't feel right and I didn't fully explore it. Or again, I'm just starting to figure it out so I couldn't have done it perfectly. Um, So that's my little episode today. My encouragement to you to... Start listening to yourself. Start listening to your body. Start asking yourself those questions. Get into your journal when something comes up. Don't feel like you have to answer or make decisions right on the spot. Feel free to go in and dive in. And again, ask yourself. One of the biggest ways that we can, you know, betray ourselves constantly is because we don't even ask. You don't even, you don't even really sit down and go, how do I really feel about this? Not what do I think? What am I afraid of? How do I feel about this? What is my gut telling me? Um, I just, without going on another full tirade, which is a challenge, I was just thinking about how, you know, even outside of the more, I don't know what to call it, you know, spiritual community, whatever, who is really into intuition and stuff, like we all have these it's part of our common understanding when we talk about things like gut reactions and you're thinking with your heart and not your head. And I have this, this sort of um, visual of like the head thinks the heart feels and the gut knows. And so there's nothing wrong with using all three of those bits of information. But I think that like our gut really is that epicenter of information And we can, like, that has to be like the number one source again. And then we can sort of like, again, go, okay, what do I, what, what is my initial gut reaction? Or like, what do I know? How do I feel about this? And then we can go into, okay, what do I think? What are my fears around this? And then like, feel, there's obviously what I say, like, what do I feel about this in terms of like, what is the knowing? But then there's also like a different sense of feeling in terms of like, what is my fear and anxiety and stuff around this? So I think that that's a really good practice to offer yourself going forward. And you can start by doing really simple, safe things. Like it sounds really silly, but like, what do I feel like eating? What do I feel like doing today? What do I feel like wearing today? That can be a really simple practice of, you know, asking yourself and getting into relationship with yourself. Um, It might seem inconsequential, but again, that's a really safe way for you to build up this muscle of communication and trust. Uh, That's it. I'm going to leave it on that lovely note. 
And I hope you're all well, sending lots of love out into the world wherever you are, whenever you are. Thank you so much for listening to this last episode of the podcast. I really, really appreciate everyone who has a listen, shares their feedback with me, and helps to get this out to anyone that needs to hear it. So if you feel so inclined and you want to jump in and leave me a review, that would be amazing because it will help spread this podcast or if you want to share it on your socials your favorite episode that would be amazing too if you want to connect further you can reach me at veronica lee drayton on instagram or check out my website veronicaleedrayton.com sign up for my newsletter and get some love letters from me very 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 occasionally and info on any events and stuff i've got coming up thank you